0: You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Hello, I'm Sumit Bose. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. Now, we all know that we've got to get there. We've got to get to our decarbonised future. We've got to get to net zero. But there's a minefield of different things we have to navigate. And one of the things we've got to look at is kind of, you know, What are the strategies that you need? Now, in this uh, podcast, which is a part of the ongoing series we've been doing with uh, British Gas and Surgical Business uh, Solutions, we'll be talking about exactly that. And I'm delighted to say, joining us all the way from Canada via Windsor, perhaps, uh, I've got the Managing (laughs) Director of Surgical Business Solutions, uh, Justin Jacob. Justin, hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I mean, we've just had a chat before we started recording about the, the, the great things about your your home country, but now you've got Windsor. What more do you want? The Royal it's Family. Beautiful.
1: I love your country. <laughs>
0: uh, no no <laughs> moose there. Some swans, but no moose. So, Correct. Yeah, I didn't know if you're used to that. Um, you've been at Centrica for a couple of years now. Um, just give us, because a, a lot of people will be listening who will have got, some idea of where British Gas Business was and where Centrica the, the holding company but obviously there's been a, quite a few changes over the last couple of years so in a nutshell what is Centrica Business Solutions doing and what are your plans around how it can help uh, companies with their net zero challenge so first of all a summary of what, what CBS actually does. Yeah so I think it's, it's important to
1: to confirm. So the the area of CBS that that I work in is all behind the meter installations and assets. So manufacturing companies, hospitals, universities, right? Those with a high, high level of demand, um, high level of sophistication and a focus, right, from a priority perspective to really prioritize and optimize scope one, two, you know, and eventually scope three requirements.
0: And in terms of kind of, you've been there a a little while, like you said, two years. Um, What have you seen that's different here to when you were back in Canada around the whole kind of net zero and the way suppliers and businesses, and dare I say, obviously the governments here um, are, are tackling
1: the situation? I think the opportunity here really, you know, there are some enabling policies that are coming in and maybe I'll answer it in three different ways from a policy perspective um you know there there is a number of announcements that are that have come um and that yeah. are coming yeah. that will help provide certainty but i think from a from a delivery perspective you know having a net zero strategy is becoming a right to operate and if you think of it that way like the, there will be enabling policies which can be a number of different factors but if you think of the other two legs of the stool um, technology is principally there, there's hydrogen ready solutions, you know, solar is obviously coming oh. into, into its own where it makes, yes. you know, economic sense to deploy today. Batteries, um, you know, localized generation and you know district heat type systems make perfect sense. And what we're doing is, you know, we're technology agnostic. We've made sure that our partnerships from a supply perspective are ready for hydrogen. Um, And that's really from a tech perspective, you know, everything is here. It's now we need the hydrogen networks and some of the other complexities. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in in the future or maybe uh, through the segment. But technology technology is there. I think the third piece is from a customer perspective, we need customers to really understand what is it that they want to do. And back to my point on partnerships, Choosing the right partner I think is the most important attribute to enable success. So if customers are drawing on companies like ours or others, right. And it's, you know, this will take all of us. So it's, it's not that you have to come to Centric Business Solutions. I, I think you should, because we're really good at what <laughs> we do. However, you know, what you need to make sure that you're doing though, is really focusing on who are the companies that you trust, Um, you know who's going to be there in the long term and who've seen this right who've sort of walked through the pitfalls and problems um, from an installation operation and i'd offer from you know a 15 to 25 year guaranteed perspective those are the differentiators between you know the companies that say they can do it the companies that can actually do it
0: we've had big companies having to do various things Uh, perhaps you may be up to speed with this or not but we had something called CRC way back in sort of 2012, 2011, 2012, we've had kind of, you know, uh, strategy energy, SECA, uh, carbon reporting. Mm-hmm. So larger companies have had some, um, dare I say, they've had quite a long time to get this in order. Um, but they're still not quite there. I think you, 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 you say that about, this is 68% of businesses say this is a priority, I think, in one of your surveys. That still means there's kind of a, a third or so that, that that don't see it as that. Are, are you surprised? I, I think some companies are just focused on
1: survival. Um, that's So true. W- what yeah. we need what we need to do is lead from the front. And again, to the earlier point on, you know, when you're partnering with a company, even if you're focused on how am I going to make sort of payroll, you still don't want to lose sight of what is the net impact right to the the environment in which you're operating. I know that's a bit of an outlandish statement. No, no, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It'll take all of us and it'll take actions right now. Right. And we all need to act. And I think it's a matter of if we all take what can be incremental or significant step changes towards decarbonizing our our heat and energy networks, you know, that's, that's the key. We, We can't continue to wait and sort of put this off. So I think to your point on what people have done in the past, I mean, Where there seemed to be a little more time and runway to start to decarbonize, we're we're running out very quickly, right? And and we all need to act to make sure that we have a better future for ourselves and, you know, those
0: around us. Let's talk about kind of the things that people can do. Now, scope one and two, most organizations are probably, as we say, with the caveat, the ones who are still just getting through and and maybe some of the smaller ones, but even smaller ones. I mean, we're a small company ourselves. You know, we know our carbon footprint, we've worked out our scope one and two, because we kind of see it as a fundamental mm-hmm. thing. Um, what do you think that the the rule should be? Should there be basically, you know, someone dedicated in an organization to make sure that they report this, the same as a the PNL, they, they report this and go to the board, whoever, here we go, this is what we're doing on our emissions. Well, I think at, at the end of the day, your investors are gonna
1: to start to vote, right? With their capital either flowing into the organization or, or out. I do think that this is really where, you know, it's a right to operate. It's the same as kind of a safety if you're a construction company. If, if you're hurting people, you're not gonna be able to raise capital. I don't think the day is that far off, right? Before you need to start to really get clear and answer your question. I mean, to have a sustainability officer or leader um, in the organization, certainly helps provide the focus that you need to make sure that you're you have a plan and you can
0: execute the plan what about scope three that's the tricky one isn't it for yeah. even organizations who've got a lot of data who are across all this like you say may even have specialized teams looking at this scope three is still a bit of a minefield isn't
1: it if you kind of change the narrative a little like what is our scope threes are others' scopes one and two yeah so if absolutely. if we change kind of the the ecosystem on how we're going to operate i think there's a bit of a secret sauce here where if we increase the transparency on where the emissions are coming from and really start to sort of move upstream it might not be as difficult as we think it is because if you know if i'm an operator and i'm going to look at how am i going to get at my scope 3 it's a really daunting task however if we start if if you change that narrative a little bit where we create a network of companies that are working together. It
0: might be a different way of sort of looking at this to get at it together. It's, you know, what's really funny. I mean, (laughs) basically taking my script, how dare you, but that, that was, that's always what I've thought because we are a small company ourselves, as I said, and we know our one and two, but we're part of other companies supply chain.
1: So we're
0: part of their scope three. So do you think that in a way we've um, slightly gone about this the wrong way? Because if we have a mass, take up of smaller companies getting to know their one and two you kind of not fully but you kind of go a long way to getting a good chunk of scope three for the bigger companies well it's almost back to the
1: earlier point on it takes actions from all of us and if everyone was doing it i mean you'd have this mass this sort of circular um, activity where you'd have a multiplier effect right and then all of a sudden you know kind of back to the lily pad analogy where it's one, then two, and then 10,000, right, all of a sudden, but you don't see it coming. I think that type of narrative is something that we just need to think about going forward because everyone wants to do the right thing. I don't think anyone would say, you know, don't no, care that's about true. the environment and people. And, and say, your
0: consumers want it as well, as you said earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Cor- correct. So it's, I
1: think, framing the discussion a little bit differently to say, look, there, there's a lot of people that are, you know, this is their job. It's like, it's my job to help companies decarbonize, right? It's my job to leverage, right? How we build own operate um, decarbonized solutions. It's my job to answer some of the technology questions, but it's I think everyone's job to make sure that they're asking the right questions at the right time to get people like me and others, right? Into the organization to help out. Now, the other side is then it, it's all of our jobs to bring that ecosystem and create that narrative on like right now, it's a really daunting task to get to scope three. But maybe if we change that narrative a little bit, it might be a bit easier, right, to do that together. And together, we're kind of stronger,
0: right, that type of logic and and, and analogy. I buy all of this. I'm a business leader, and I go, you know what? I like uh-huh. what you're saying, and, and I'm into this. But I haven't got the time. I haven't got the resources. Yeah. I'm doing so many different things. So how can I... <laughs> prioritize net zero which i might want to do right i might really want to do it but i've got so many other business pressures particularly as we all know about the current environmental and financial economic state-based businesses are in how do you answer that when they go yeah i hear what you're saying and i like it justin but i'm just too busy well I, i think that's a so what we should as industry do is
1: let you get on with what you're good at right so you need to run your business. You need to focus on taking care of your employees and your customers. What we need to do is take care of that for you. So, you know, back to my job is to leverage kind of the, the history on what we've done in building utility scale assets. Come in with you, assess, right, your unique um, roadmap to get to net zero. And then I'll take it off your plate, right? And others will do this as well. But what 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 you want when you choose a partner, and I do – very deliberately sort of go on sort of over and over about, you know, the partner is key because what I'll do is, you know, we'll come in, we'll give you a multitude of options and ranges of, of here's the technology and here's the guarantees that you get. And I'll guarantee you, right, over 20 or 30 years, right? What your energy demand uh, costs will be. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we'll install kind of the early point of build own operate. And I think that's the difference is, you know, your commercial strategy and sustainability strategy intertwined right now as we start to look to the future i mean even if you're on a five-year window so maybe the horizon that i mentioned earlier is a bit too long you know in five years you can make a pretty significant impact so you decarbonize your heat networks your energy networks while you save a bunch of money i mean it it seems like to the point on what you do here in england is different i mean that is just it's a gift it's a really unique opportunity to just Again, save some money while you decarbonize
0: the network. Okay. So so what you're actually saying is, and obviously you'd say come to come to you and I get that, CBS, but you know, <laughs> you're saying basically find a partner to outsource all this thinking. Because you are right. Correct. A lot a lot of people got great ambition, got staff who are keen hey, they just got to get on with their own business. or they're, they're running a, you know, it's a trust running a hospital or it's a head teacher in charge of a school. And the kids will probably want solar panels and the teachers want to and the PTA want to, but they haven't got a flipping clue where to go, Correct. right? It, but is there enough there? So the point about the technologies, I'm sure you've got them. But the one thing we haven't talked about is the money. So I go to you, I'm a, I'm a school, and I go, yeah, I'd like to do this with you, just in your team. But do you have the financial tools to help me can you can you get me some funding can you sort me out so that yeah you're you're taking a stake because you you'll own an asset or whatever but that you see what i'm trying to get to with the point of you know you are a big company and is it now time that the the old model of you just being my supplier of energy goes correct you actually say right i'm good you know what i'm gonna now also fund the way for you to decarbonize
1: well that's exactly what we do so you know to your point of you know running the hospital educating students manufacturing goods you should keep focus on that what we will do is come in and say here's two or three options that we've done in other areas here's your guaranteed return we'll invest in it and then operate it over whatever agreement that we put in place be it five years 10 years 20 years so that you have certainty from an energy perspective so yeah, we basically take that off your hands and Again, it's not outsourcing sometimes comes up with a negative connotation. What we do is, you know, we will partner with you on a multi-step net zero transition. So as technology evolves, right, we will do that with you. So, and we'll create that network of thought leaders and industry sort of leaders to make sure that we continue to evolve how the net zero journey will be
0: executed. And just to end with, there are some people who still, dare I say, don't want to engage, right? Mm-hmm. And, and... Hey, you can say that's that's people's right. So um, if a business doesn't want to do this, doesn't want to progress towards net zero, what what do you say to them?
1: Well, I, I think it's back to that right to operate. Um, I think it'll be a license that'll be removed from them, either through investors or customers choosing someone different. So I think it's, it's kind of at your peril. Um, but, you know, the time to act is now. I can't imagine
0: why. If you can save some money while you're doing it, why you wouldn't do it today? I think that's probably a great place to end. And I'll probably start one. Uh, Before we go, you know, you talked a lot of things, a lot of services out there. I'm sure all that's on your website and people can get to it. But but the main thing is get in touch and, and see the openings of different pathways, not just, hey, we'll supply your energy. That's what you're trying to get out there, isn't it?
1: Correct, correct. It's a strategic decision to move forward. So I
0: think definitely, you know, give
1: us a call anytime we'd be happy to even have a conversation and talk to you about what are the options you have available and yeah. who all the companies are out there right it doesn't need to be us although i think we're the best at it we just <laughs> want to get people on the road right so it, it's more yeah. important that people act than yeah.
0: they work with us brilliant uh justin thank you so much for your time today really enjoyed speaking to you and thanks for joining us on the future zero podcast thank you so much great talking to you You have been listening to a Future Net Zero podcast, along with our partner, British Gas. This has been a promoted podcast. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com.